podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. The Whistleblowers is back for the season by Labrooks. We're called Whistle, and this is true. We love to do the things that we're not supposed to do. We don't need robbing, stealing, or mugging. This is The Whistleblowers, and I'm Martin Gritton. Welcome back to 2018. This is our first part of the year, and welcome to our two guests tonight. Um, it's. I'd like to introduce the host of Spurs show. I believe host is correct. Yes, yes. Hosting uh, a bit now, Mister Bagley, and uh, which is the most listened to Spurs podcast. Oh, so we believe. Yes, we go. It's two thousand and seven. We've been doing it Phenomenal. ten years. And uh, I, I saw a recent guest included Glenn Hoddle. We had Hoddle. That was, our, that was we awesome. do these uh, live shows every month. We had Hoddle to the Christmas one. It was great. Yeah. Well worth listening to at SpursShow.net. Yes. Absolutely, and uh, and 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 we bumped into uh, Spurs legend Terry Dyson last That's year. Right. That, was a, that was a, that was a good yes. one. Um, and our, our other guest is a regular contributor and a man uh, who now eats, sleeps, breathes football. Uh, I, I think it's fair to say, it. well, eat fitting football. in his UK tour and also uh, host of Soccer AM, Lloyd Griffith. Hello, thanks very much for having me, Martin. Always a pleasure to come on. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Always a pleasure. Well. Uh, I know that you've been a busy man recently, uh, well, over Christmas with the, the, the touring and whatnot. What have you been up to? Uh, so, Christmas, normal stuff, eating, uh, putting on. I put on 1.75 kilos over Christmas. Well done. It's impressive. Yeah. Really went for Which it. I'm actually, I'll, I'll take that <laughs> any, day, any day of the week. I went for a run on Christmas Day, actually. Wow. And I went for a run on uh, Boxing Day. Uh, obviously, a big Grimsby Town fan. So, I went yes. to a lot of Grimsby Town fixtures. I went to Luton, where we got turned over. And then uh, we had Mansfield, where it was one all. So yeah, a lot of that, and then back into the swing of things with uh, with with soccer. Right? Yep. There was no no, no break for that. No nope. break. Mm. Well, listen, I'd I'd like to point out uh, a note from our uh, sponsor, Labrix. So if you sign up and deposit up to fifty pounds, Labrix will give you the same amount into your account and giving you up to fifty pounds worth of free bets. That can be uh, got at the www.whistleblowers.net, and you can catch us on at Football Podcast on Twitter. So uh, check that one out. Do you know, what I like about um, uh, Labrix. Is remember those ads? They did a few years back. Where it's just those the like, gut no. truster. Yeah, was like it really the gut truster? Uh, just like a really good looking guy. That's why we got you in, Lloyd. <laughs> yeah, synergy across that cross brand synergy. Absolutely <laughs> love him. Miss him. Should um, come back. So, uh, would, there's a lot to chew through uh, through the basically the, the Christmas period. But obviously, there's, but there's been some really topical stories recently about such things as like last night's VAR. Um, mm. Did you catch the game, Mike? Uh, I, I, I started watching it, and what put me off was just seeing that. Even Brighton fans couldn't be asked to go. <laughs> yeah, you I know. watch the game, you just go, yeah. oh, I'll, I'll watch this. I've got, I've got no emotional, you know, yeah. anything towards this game. And we just go, there's no one there. No. Why am I watching this thing? It's always the, so it's I always the one. Just, that, I just kind of turned yeah. it off. And then I didn't know anything about the VR until reading the, all the papers today. This big thing. And then I saw the Murray did it brush his arm, hit his knee. Well, it's all a bit, did anyone care? That was because yeah, well, it was literally. The annoying thing, like, it was, it was on a, I can't remember what, what channel. Was it on a channel? And um, it was BT Sports. BT Sports was yeah. on. It was a BT Sport one. I'm not yeah. sure I've heard of that. Channel. Yeah, sorry. Anyway, yeah. Right. <laughs> it was a situation where you go, Brighton and Crystal Palace have this supposed beef. So you think, yeah. oh, it would be pretty, yeah, yeah. pretty full. And then it really wasn't yeah. at all. And you just think, what? Because usually that stadium's pretty packed. I don't know. What I, all I can week. think is they're overcharging. I mean, obviously no one's got yeah. any money after Christmas, yeah. loads of games. Maybe. I, they obviously should have done a ten or a ticket or something. Monday, Monday night Even like, well. I went to watch uh, last mm. round of the FA Cup. It was like Truro, my local, well, the team that I've yeah, ended course, up with, yeah. but it's where I grew up. And they were playing Charlton. And right. the, they'd even, the, the kind of TV 
guys had organised all the fans where the cameras were going to be, right. but they couldn't be bothered to do that last night. It was yeah, like, no. we always seemed to be facing the wall of Brighton fans that were just kind of slightly yeah. indifferent and felt that they had to go to keep their season tickets, which mm. it seemed like. But then again, I mean, West, I like the, the marking for West Ham's, West Ham, uh, it was ridiculous for the second one. So, you mean Crystal Palace? Um, the win- sorry, Crystal Palace. Mm. Crystal Palace's uh, winner. The back stick, I mean, oh, that, and he was looking for every excuse to give uh, the VAR. Well, uh, this is the and thing. this was the fourth I, bit of it. I think huh. the whole time, you know, and I d- didn't didn't watch it last night, but I watched the the highlights. Is the element of people just expecting? Oh, there's going to be a handball, yeah. and uh, the, yeah. the ref's not going to see it, and he's going to go. And it just—it was like a normal game, and everyone was shouting, "Oh, did it?" And the referee's like, "No, it touched his leg. It's fine." It but they kept in. zooming in on this TV screen yeah, that was right. the VAR. Like, yeah. it wasn't yeah. wasn't like a guy sitting there who's got the back seat. They were just literally just kept oh. zooming in on a TV. Yeah. It was like John it was like set of the century, like yeah. what you can win later. Or it was like yeah. short circuit, that sort of Johnny Five thing that was just there on its own. And yeah, yeah I don't know. It's simply <laughs> trying. Give it some sort of personality. There's a lot of debate over the last few days about whether it's going to be a hindrance or a positive thing for the game. It's here now. Embrace it. Mm -hmm. And if it it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. And hopefully they might reassess it in a year or so. But But um, any football fan, especially when you go away, and you lose to a goal that wasn't a goal, you know you've got to have these things in. Yeah. Just from that alone, when you feel absolutely yeah, yeah. cheated I think it's, it's worth, out of a result. No, it's true. Yeah, I, I, think, I think it's worth having it to see what does happen. And mm. With the teething problems, they're always the fun parts, aren't they? Because it's, yeah. you know, ironing out these things and, and referees that are so kind of defiant in their mm. opinions, the ones that were like, kind of, no, I'd like to see Mike Dean. Or, I'd like to see a couple of these guys who so might really have to deal with the situation where they're wrong yeah. and it's they're very apparent that they're wrong because yeah. I find it quite a humbling experience for the yeah. cricket cricket uh, umpires mm. that kind of are a little bit less there's a little bit less chutzpah when they're uh, giving yeah. people out yeah, I'd love yeah, to see yeah. Clattenburg like uh, apologise to, uh, to someone I think he's he's moved out at the right yeah, time hasn't he, he? Yeah. but um, well, I'm moving on to another uh, quite contentious uh, individual rather than thing uh, Mourinho's uh, picking fights with everyone over Christmas, uh, most commonly Conte. But my, I, as a, um, I suppose you do, you wouldn't as a Spurs man you wouldn't say with Conte normally. But I, I, I suppose Mourinho's. Um, I don't, I don't. If I'm honest, I What's don't really like either of them. Really, yeah. if, if I'm honest, I don't, don't know them. I've never met them. Perhaps they're, they're lovely guys. But I think out of the two, I think Conte seems to have handled it better. But then it's basically we've seen it. I mean, a very good friend of mine. When Mourinho came to Chelsea, his job was looking after Mourinho. He was, I think his title was Director of Communications. His job was briefing Mourinho before he went out to the camera with Sky and said whatever. And he just, it was utterly pointless. No matter what you briefed him, don't talk about that. He just went off and did his own thing. Yeah. And that's the way he's always been Mourinho. And that's kind of why the press pick up on it. But, you know, I really heard that, obviously, you know, looking, they, the United's results over Christmas were poor. They, what, they drew three games in a row and did they lose one yeah. as well or something? Yeah. They go through a bad run. I mean, yeah. they, were, they were kind of, they were the only team challenging Man City. They are now being sucked in to the race for the top four. Yeah. So it's, it's not going as well there that he thought. And Mourinho has always done, when things aren't going well, he never looks at himself, he starts blaming others. Right. And yeah. it looks like he's obviously lost the respect of some players in that dressing room, I imagine. I, th- I think with Mourinho, I don't think he ever likes to do these press items, mm. either before, pre or post, or even, you know, standalone ones. I think he very much just wants to manage. That's all he wants to do. I think he's come out and said that in the past. Uh, if you if you didn't have 
Jose speaking to the press, it wouldn't be as exciting, mm. I don't think. But also, I think that's just what he wants to do. Mm. And you kind of think it wouldn't get as much criticism if he, you know, if, 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 he got, if he just didn't speak to anyone at all, there wouldn't be as much criticism because, oh, he's a bit arrogant. He's, a, mm. he's just a bloke. I mean, he just, he's just speaking the, his mind. And the, I think mm. the way he's reacted to situations, though, has always been this kind of the, the petulance that Conte points to, the kind of. Because um, obviously Conte's got his own uh, style of, of which uh, Mourinho's tucked right into. But at the same time, Conte has, has kind of punctured this thing about Mourinho saying like, and he's a small man. He, he's kind of a small minded person, which is about as insulting as you can get. Because yeah. Conte was a, a giant on the pitch and, yeah. and the accusations of match fixing, which mm. were kind of were thrown out against Conte, even though, you know, the, the club at the time were entrenched in that. Um, it kind of, as you say, Mike, it's made Mourinho look bad. Mm. But I mean, it's, but do you think the, 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 the sort of history on it's Mourinho any worse than Wenger in the last few weeks, who obviously has now actually got a touchline ban because of things he said, well, more than one game, it was two games in a row about yeah, yeah, referees. A yeah. couple of decisions. I mean, the West Brom penalty was, was ridiculous. Yeah. But I mean, is he any worse when, when, when stuff he comes out? Or do you think the press just love picking up more Mourinho because it's kind of more entertaining? It's, it's, one, it's a situation where you, you would want managers to kind of rise above it. But because they do so much media nowadays, mm. it literally it's inevitable that these questions are got. Unless you shut those questions down. I, I personally like to just watch the football and not, not give a no. damn about what the managers say before yeah. or after. Yeah. I think, you know, the, in an ideal world, this will never happen. A physio comes out on a Thursday and Friday and he says, we've got an injury with this person, an injury with this person. Mm. And then the captain says something at the end of the game and that is it. Mm. Because it's then orchestrated by the press. Do you know what I mean? Mm. We read what they want us to, to read. I don't want to get all kind of like yeah, yeah, yeah. lefty. Uh, no, 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 this, no. But well, this is a narrative. But, uh, but there, there is, is the no, word there, that there, people there, there don't like absolutely either, but, a narrative. Yeah. And I think... Yeah. Just, just let footballers and more so managers just mm. do what they want to do, manage. And I just think there's too much made. Even the fact that we're talking about it now, mm. do you know what I mean? I, but, I, yeah. I'd rather just talk that's, about the results. Why. And because there's so many websites and things, yeah, football course, things yeah, now, and it's all about clickbait and what you click on. Yeah. It's the, if you, right, if you just talked about the actual game, that's yeah. it. There wouldn't be enough for all yeah. these businesses to exist anymore. Exactly. Got to feed the beast. You know? Yeah, got to feed the beast. I, I mean, you, you, you gentlemen know that as, oh, as well I mean, as anyone. We're feeding it. You go back to eating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's the matter with you? There's we're a recurring right, theme. Yeah. We'll come back to that in the title. <laughs> um, well, I, I mean, if anything, Mourinho could have done uh, could sway the the opinion of the public taking the players to Dubai in January and it's pissed in the down. break and you, oh, is it, has oh, it's it been, been pissed down oh, the weather's been awful I though. just saw a couple of clips and I was yeah. just like don't take them to Dubai I yeah. mean the message that that sends out I mean when I was playing you know any any team that go away pre-season to these kind of training camps and go we've had a really positive training camp then they go and get beaten by new mills in their first friendly of the yeah. season they're like kind of well that was Stockport when I was playing there but that's basically <laughs> what happens you always play a local team in your first friendly and then yeah. that's it the tone you know, Grimsby oh, was mate. Brigtown yeah, well, no, Plymouth well, now, was Tiverton Grimsby you know. we'd pl- we, we play Cleethorpe's Town yeah. which is like oh, fancy them. on the same <laughs> road yeah and now they've got a bit better we, we, we beat them like 4, 5, 6, 7, 0 and it's like oh my god we are absolutely going to win the yeah. league no we've just beaten Cleethorpe's Town <laughs> like and no just went to Cleethorpe's Town but you know it's like 4, 5, 5, 6 yeah no no well. and that, but that's the thing isn't it this pre-season thing and where are the I, best uh, places you've been to Martin sort of obscure oh, when, when a manager's gone we're going what? there and you all kind of go I lit- what? why? Literally to what, the most- what's the best <laughs> right, the most obscure ones. Keith Alexander, who was, uh, God rest his soul, phenomenal manager for us at Lincoln, used to take us yeah, religiously to this place.
place in Northern Ireland into Belfast, right? But we would play pre- like this is pre-season. This is pre-season. We play teams that I mean. The Irish teams would hate us for being English, but yeah. the Northern Irish would hate us even more for like just yeah. being professional. Glen Torren, Glen Torren, Coleraine. Yeah, we done talk with the Southern, but they, oh, right. we, we try and they were even better than us, so we didn't really want to go down there. But um, that I was like going, do we have to go there? Because it was never nice. It was the weather was never nice. It was never nice yeah, games. Yeah, the Te- teams they? correct. There was yeah. that really? or that or some sort. Of, there done. must have been something going on there. But then um, <laughs> Russell Slade, the current Grimsby manager, took us on a. Can only be described as it oh, was a the, boot camp, the, yes, but it was it literally one. brokers because the army. You assume there's some kind of um, qu- uh, quarter given to people that are coming on this boot camp. No, no, the, the army were all there. We were getting woken up at four a.m. with these flash brand grenades. They were saying I didn't shave, so they were like, "You've got to shave." And I was like, "I'm not shaving." They woke up the next morning. Some guys dragging me out, make me do press ups in front of everyone, and me knuckles. I'm like going, "We've got a game in a few." I'm like, "This isn't. I didn't sign up for this." <laughs> then I got like. Like kind of pneumonia by swimming in the pool and didn't play for the oh first six God. weeks. But the rest of the team, we were just doing Michael Reddy, who <laughs> I, I just have to touch on this. Michael Reddy was this striker I played with, he was at Sunderland, and the guy just Brilliant never, he, he was amazing, but Brilliant he never strike. took anything seriously. So we would literally, I mean, I've told stories about yeah. him before games when the referee would come in, the referee would come in and go, Today, right? Okay, guys. It would either be normal throwing or it'd be multi ball, and he goes multi ball, and ready and right, slide across. Go, it's multi ball, yeah. Like before a game, take nothing <laughs> seriously, rat. and we're going, come on, Reds. But he was our best player by a million miles, and this, the army went through the through the book at him. He was walking into like the mess hall with kind of his sleeves showing on his arms and kind of shorts and flip flops, and all these guys are impeccably dressed, just looking at us, going. We're going to give them a kick in. And then we had to play them at the end of the week. Oh, so Reddy had wound God. these guys up uh, repeatedly throughout the week to the point where they started punishing us rather than him. You know, when they do that, like that police academy sort of thing. He's like Mahoney. And we just, he just wound them up. So we ended up playing them in the week. We're all broken from triple sessions and doing these kind of army drills. And then, like, I was like, we're going to get battered here. And uh, the army tried to kick Glivendale. And Reddy ran rings around them, scored six goals. Right? <laughs> we beat six nil. And, and he was in the bar afterwards. And they were like, you gave him man of the match. And he's drinking a can. And they were like, kind of, you got to do press ups. And he's doing them on one arm and stuff just to kind of wind them up. But I was like, you just wouldn't get away with that now. I mean, like, nowadays, if we had the mobile phones, uh, yeah. kind of, yeah, it's smart. Just- I mean, the, the Grimsby fans would have gone mental. Yeah. But, you know, yeah. But it's certainly not Dubai, put it that way. <laughs> I, would have, I would have loved the trip to Dubai, but I don't think the Grimsby uh, coffers would have stretched that far. <laughs> no. But there we go. Well, listen, uh, yeah, moving on to some other interesting things that have happened this weekend. Obviously, the Coutinho transfer, uh, which was an inevitability about that. Um, there's been obviously a couple of others, but how, uh, viewing these sort of situations happening, do you, find, do you think this is disruptive, Mike, for kind of Liverpool season? Or, you know, in terms of transfers, is this just something that's, it's that's part of the game? It's kind of the worst kept secret. I don't know why clubs don't... There's always this, like, he's not going, he's not going. But money talks, they got... Was it 107? What was it in the end? 140 million. 140 million pound. They'd obviously... That's why they bought the, the Van Dyke, knowing this money was coming in. It gives them another... Well, out of, if you could just spend that, another 70 million to spend on players. Yep. And look, time will tell. Will it affect Liverpool? Liverpool are in a battle with... Arsenal and Tottenham probably for top four place. Yeah. Uh, he was a great player for them, but they've got other good players there, Liverpool. So I think you've got to take that kind of money. You can't not take that. When a player wants to go, and Spurs are going to have this now, yeah. maybe this season, certainly in next with Ali and Kane, yes. with you know wanting more money, wanting to win trophies, 
what can you do? What, yeah. what can you do? You We're have to take the money. Getting back to the lane will be key for you guys, surely. I mean, that's surely got a big draw. I mean, yeah, I mean, if, if we do get back to the lane, I mean, it, you know, there's still a chance it could be another season at Wembley. Hopefully not. Hopefully everything will be complete. And I think Kane, Kane being a sort of Spurs fan, will certainly do another season. Ali, not a Spurs man. Who knows? Who knows yeah. where it'll end up? But I think going back to the, the Liverpool uh, situation... There's a number of reasons why he would have wanted to go. First and foremost, it's Barcelona mm. and quite possibly the, the richest vein they've ever been in. Mm. You know, you've got four or five of the best players in the world, two or three of the best players that have ever have lived uh, there. Yeah. Um, it's hotter. I mean, I'm not taking anything away from Merseyside. <laughs> you know I mean, it's lovely in January, but I, I was in um, Madrid a few uh, weeks back and it was gorgeous. Mm. And I didn't, whilst I was there, I was like, do you know what? I wish I was near Bootle. Um, so I think that's probably a reason. And also, if you look at Liverpool's um, front, they bought him for £8 million. Oh, so it's that. a large, yeah. large profit. You know, and at the end of the day, we keep talking less about the actual the results, but it is a business and it, they yeah. do need to balance their books. Yeah. They'll need to bring someone in because he was a massive, massive asset for them. Who they bring in, absolutely no idea. They've mm. only got, what, 20 days to try and bring someone in if they do bring someone mm. in before this transfer window goes. He must have goes. targets. He's got to have targets, hasn't he? He has. But the thing is, you know, you, you know, they brought in Mohamed Salah, who I, I, a lot of people didn't expect mm. to do what he's done. I think he's got 18 goals at the moment. He's injured for the next few yeah. weeks. They needed to show up for their defence. So on paper, if you look at it and go, right, well, if you take away uh, Coutinho... And you put in the fact that you've still got Firmino and you've still got Mohamed Salah, who was who who kind of... Mane also. Yeah, you know, you've got Mane. Yeah. You, you, so you've got goals there. You're showing up that defence. I mean, he had the best possible like debut, debut. ever. Yeah. Yeah. Come on. Yep. Score yeah. in the last minute yeah. Yeah. of a derby in the FA mm. Cup. So... Again, this is all on paper. You have to look at Liverpool's team going, oh, at the moment, they've kind of like, they've, everyone's been saying they need to show up the back. That's seemingly what they've done or they are doing. How they spend that money, if they spend that money, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll absolutely have to see. Well, mm. uh, the last note on uh, for this half, I'd, I'd like to talk about Mark Hughes, a, a man that seemed to have, he's, he's had, you know, multiple opportunities to, well, to, in the transfer market for Stoke, and he's, he's done well perhaps with, what he had there but do you think it was uh, a, a I, mean, was, I mean I was like Mark Hughes as a player and I think any yeah. football fan did he was like what you want out of a sort of you know British footballer and he, he was doing initially well at Stoke and was trying to take them to the next level after Pulis but when you I mean as a Spurs fan we they used to be a bit of a bogey team to us but the last few seasons we've spanked them home and away yeah. and they've been awful they've been yeah. over the last few years the worst side I've seen bar any other that we've played and I think again you look at him he spent a lot of money pre-season and you look at managers over the years who bought awful players he bought some awful players at QPR that sort of really is it Granero Botswinger who just didn't want to be there and he's obviously bought bad players here I think even if they didn't lose to Coventry I think he was going and I think Coventry gave the ball the absolute excuse you've got to go now absolutely and they're in a relegation battle I I kind of agree but also disagree on a few fronts of that in that they've not been a great team do you know what I mean but if you think that I don't have the exact figure in front of me but they finished like certainly in the top half of the table he finished ninth in his first season and I think he finished twice twice yeah twice yeah so he's he's taken 
a relatively yeah. kind of like um, I don't want to disrespect but I'm obviously going to disrespect but, but you know mm. they're a bit of a meh team do you mm. mean mm. at no point you ever put money on them finishing mm. the top four yeah. but then you wouldn't necessarily think they're going to get relegated mm. I think you know the signings that he has made the last few years Anatovic was an incredible signing they obviously yeah. weren't going to keep hold of him um, for too long Shakiri um, kind of came out of the blue a little mm-hmm. bit um, so I think he has bought um, pretty well they've obviously got Charlie Adam uh, they've got Jack Butland you know mm. arguably a front runner for uh, the World Cup next, uh, uh, well, this what this year, isn't it? Mm. Um, and you, you know, you got you got Crouch as well. So again, I keep saying back to this: on paper, they've got a, they had and do have a, a relatively decent team. But these things happen. You know, mm. you, yeah. you see it time and time again, where a, a manager will have a, a couple of decent seasons, and then one season for whatever reason it just won't work, and it mm. might be that you know they've lost a dressing room or, or whatever. I guess we won't know. But I think the reason why he stayed on a little bit longer than he would have done is because the Stoke board, who I think he was quite close with, and he kept mentioning this, going, look, I know the, I know the chairman, I know the board, I know that they'll look after this, whatever that decision is. But I think the reason why they didn't let him go earlier was because... Who do they bring in? Mm. We're at a point now where this manager yeah. merry-go-round has gone round a little bit. Mm. Most managers are in a job. There's only a handful, like your Slavin Bilic's, your Clements is out of a you know a job. So I, don't, I think they were in a position where they were like, look, we'd rather see if he wins a few more games yeah. and then kind of like see what comes about because you know who who do they go for? But when fans turn. When fans yeah. really, oh, they make their minds yeah. up. I mean, Arsenal oh. side with Wenger, which is you know this yeah, but that's a different kettle of fish. But when most fans turn, yeah. and whatever, and you're the board, you you can't. They're the people coming every week. I think I think I think he still I think he still had a job up until three or three yeah. games ago. Yeah, well, it was yeah, a Newcastle game. Yeah, if you decide to play a weekend team in order to win, that would lose that would lose me as a supporter and as a player because I'd go. Well, we don't fancy me exactly. Exactly. But losing to Coventry. Then he, then, he, yeah. then he got the sack and then, mm. now they're in a position where they've got, they've got to find someone who will mm. they get we don't know and also more importantly where will he go mm. well mm. tweet us in back to football, Cheshire football podcast <laughs> <laughs> well yeah. listen let's put 2017 and those games to bed because uh, we've got plenty to look forward to this weekend after the break The Whistleblowers is back for the season by Labrooks Okay, welcome back. We are going to take a look at this weekend's uh, Premier League fixtures after the FA Cup break that we've just had. And there's a couple of absolute belters. Uh, uh, Sunday, Liverpool Man City leaps out, partly because we've just been chatting about Coutinho going. But, uh, Mike, who do you fancy? Um, I think this will be a draw. Yeah, I'm sitting on the fence. I just think... Well, Man City... I mean, over Christmas, they had... Was it, was it they draw? Was it Watford? Who did Man City draw with? There was one... They dropped... Two points in their Man City. I mean, yeah, it was, it, it was Crystal but, Palace. No, wasn't Crystal it? no, no, Palace. No, yeah. they, right. no, yes, no, they, yeah, dropped, yeah. they did drop their first points away from home. Liverpool, very. I mean, it's just going to be sort of attackers v defenders game, isn't it? It's yeah, touring, throwing. It's going to be a, a great should game. A but game. I think it should be a great game. I think it'll be. I think it'll be a, a high scoring draw. Yep, uh, Lloyd. What do you fancy? That kind of, I mean, have you have you seen either of those teams this year? And yeah. Liverpool, Man City. Yeah, yeah not not live because uh, you know I'm a hard worker. Um, <laughs> But I, w- I mean, you've got a fancy Man City, really. I mean, playing the way they're playing at the moment. Even at Anfield? Um, even at Anfield. I yep. mean, I, d- I, don't, I don't think it matters where Man City play. Um, <laughs> the, the, you know, they doesn't still... change the way they line no, up. No, it? It, do- it doesn't. And I think, you know, last year, Pep was under the cosh a little bit. 
he really has found his, his the form. Mm. He knows how he wants to play. He's got the players that he wanted. He's got the players that he wanted playing in the way that he wants. So I think really, you know, if if Liverpool do get even a point out of this, I think that's a, yeah. it's, it's a massive result for them. And that's not taking anything away from Liverpool. No. It's taking away from the fact that Man City, you know, are doing a Man United of the 90s and kind of like running away. They are. This a little they are that. There's a couple of teams we didn't pick up on in the first half for the show, uh, which probably need mentioning. I mean, obviously Palace, the performances that they've put in, uh, and obviously David Moyes at West Ham. So let's Palace Burnley. It's not as easy a game as for Sean Dyche as it was maybe a few weeks ago or a couple of months ago. No, I mean, obviously Palace have improved under Hodgson, although we just talked about the Brighton Cup game recently. Burnley are what, fifth? So fifth of the league, aren't they? Fifth or sixth, something like that. Done really, really well. Uh, I actually think this will be another draw. I think it's, it's, this is very much eyes on the managers here. Hodgson, who's done amazingly well. Sean yeah. Dyche, who's done amazingly well. So you've got two managers in rich vein, vein of thought, vein of form, um, as you say it properly. Um, and, but they've both got limited squads where they've had to kind of get the best out of them. Yeah. The fact that Hodgson's shuffled his pack and got, I mean, Zaha has been a, a brilliant player for Palace, but they've, you know, Sacco up front and there's, there's been a few other performances mm. from players that have kind of really stepped I, up I, for him. I, also, I think that both of those teams, Palace and Burnley, are teams that will probably acquire a bit of um, talent in this in this window. Yeah. There'll be players playing in the Premier League that aren't getting first uh, first mm. team. Nakudu's uh, gone from Spurs to Burnley. Yeah, today. That's yeah. Right. who's yeah. a winger who so, had uh, one minute in the Premier League. For I think you know. Any it, good? Have you seen anything of him? One minute. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No? He scored one goal against Apoel in the Champions League, and and. After he scored the goal, the confidence he turned into Gareth Bell, and you're like, "What? That just the goal? <laughs> yeah, really, course, all yeah. you needed?" So we never really saw him, to be quite honest. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, we've got Manu Stoke. There's a Stoke under fire, but uh, it's kind of they're on a no lose going to Old Trafford, aren't they? It's one of those ones. Stoke, uh, Stoke going yeah. to uh, Man United. What well, do know? Do we know who's in charge at the moment? Is it? No, I, I think that, is there not a, a coach there that potentially? I think it is all of his staff so all the appointed staff who's the under 23 manager there's a recognisable name there that's kind of going to oh Glenn Hodges I think it is Glenn, oh, Glenn really? Hodges or Glenn, yeah I'm not is that sure right? um, so he's the under 23 manager and they're saying look he could be the person to step up but yeah. it could be one of those ones where the players decide to put the I mean the they socks. can do it and they can do it with the team you know uh, was it last season or season before where uh, I think uh, you know they, they got a decent, they got a couple of goals. Charlie Adams, I think, scored two mm. two goals. One an absolute rocket from uh, yeah. just outside the box. So I mean, you know, United have got a stronger uh, team going to Man United. It's Monday night, there, isn't it? It's kind of like yeah. And they, they can do it on a cold Monday night in Stoke, but can they do it on <laughs> a less, less under, cold under, <laughs> under, under soil heating? Yeah. Um, Watford, Southampton, uh, the two, Matt Silva and uh, Pellegrini. Is it Pellegrini? Uh, what, how do you, what's the Southampton manager? Pellegrini. Pellegrini, isn't, isn't, it? isn't it? I always get them mixed up. Pellegrini. Mm. So those guys are both people that have kind of missed their cycle in terms of move, either moving yeah. or just slumping, which yeah. is uh, the Southampton team are really struggling at the minute. So, um, but once you're down in the Premier League, it doesn't seem to relent, does it? It seems to yeah, that more miseries. They're, upon they're the you. team that have really, if you look at the league for the last two months, they're the team that are really dropping badly yeah. now. Southampton, yeah. yeah, you know, and uh, it was in the papers they said he's been promised more money to buy players, but we played them on Boxing Day and beat them five two, and. I think we scored three goals in five yeah. minutes. Thumping, they were awful. Was that games. when Son, yeah. Son had yeah. a hell of a game? Yeah, Son and Ali scored yeah. and Kane scored. Five and two, they were 5-2. Two. 
And apart from they've got a couple of good attacking players that I don't think he's been playing that their fans aren't happy with. Buffal and yes. players like that aren't Buffal's regulars. Been, I thought Buffal was... great. Whenever yeah. I see him, looks great. He is. He's, the he's kind not of, a starter. He's a spark. He doesn't trap it's, back um, in the usual stuff. You know, <laughs> it's this whole thing of... <laughs> they've, you know, yeah. they've been promised money. You know, they've sold, they've, they've sold Van Dijk much mm. in the same way Coutinho was like the, the, the story we knew was going to happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Van Dijk was a story we knew was going to happen. Yeah. It was just a matter of time. They bought him from Celtic for fourteen point three million, mm. I think it was. So they made sixty million pound off him. Yeah. You know, and they do need to invest. They need to put that money into the team. Good knowledge, and pretty, pretty good, pronto. Good knowledge mm. of the uh, selling percent is mm. there as well. Which well, is yeah. discounted. I did. really I actually did a. I was writing a piece on it, on it today, so it's just fresh in my head. <laughs> <laughs> so is that what you swung us on to? Yeah. Um, uh, Chelsea, Leicester. Uh, Chelsea seem to be going about their business. Again, Team Conte for me anyway, but I think they're a side that seem to have got their act together and he's, he's brought a few people in and, and people are playing a little bit better for him. Yeah, I mean... It's the West Ham game, I should say. Yeah, since it's the West Ham game, uh, you know, Chelsea at Stamford Bridge, you, you, you can't see anything but at home in there. No. Leicester, again, the papers and all that, will Mahrez go? He's been linked with Liverpool now, I believe. Um, I think, I mean, Leicester are sort of... Real mid table now. I, yeah, I mean, as long as they're as long as they're surviving, they'd be happy, wouldn't they? I think I, the Mares thing because Liverpool discounted it and came out and actually yeah. said we're not interested, which yeah. is a rather strange thing to say. It's weird how Mares always starts up his game just as the transfer window yeah, yeah, is yeah. about to open. He's as in well. my fantasy team. He's yeah. been doing well for me he's for the last. Uh, for yeah. the beginning of the season, he was absolutely awful, yeah. wasn't he? But yeah. he's kind of like really turned it around. Um, obviously. It's the return, uh, well, it's not the return, but Danny Drinkwater, obviously playing mm. against his, uh, his former team with Ariel yeah. Start. He seems very much kind of like a, a, a 60-minute player, doesn't he, like coming on. And also Chelsea, you're not going to see him, but um, I'm not, not taking your job away from you, Martin, but the, the whole Ross Barkley thing. Uh, Ross Barkley being sold to Chelsea for 14, 15 million. million pounds. Yeah. But I mean, it just seems the weirdest transfer. But I mean, that's a good price for someone who, when fit on form... Is potentially a good player, but I th- I th- yeah, I think so. I or think Chelsea just put him out on loan immediately, like they well, normally but, do. With players. Yeah, it's also, strange. Well, like, do they need? Do they no, need it's him? strange that they're assembling that. Sort of. I don't know why Conte's persisted with bringing in the, the you know the English midfielders that he that he has. Uh, bizarrely, the mayor of Liverpool. Did you see that? That he's no. reported it to the police. The, what, the transfer. Because Liverpool fans, sorry, Liverpool fans, Everton, Everton fans are unhappy because. Uh, he's been injured from out of time. No, he was going so ever to be paying his wages yeah. while being injured. But then again, they would have got nothing come the summer. They've got mm. 15 minutes. Surely he's covered his wages. Yeah. So I don't quite understand what the it's, problem is. It's bizarre, isn't it? It's almost yeah. like he just doesn't like the way that the deal's played out. I know he's come out as a, as a blue nose in the past. As, as a, uh, uh, so I think the rest of this guy's is a little oh. puddly inside are finding it quite amusing yeah. that he's got such sour grapes over it. But you just have to you have to look at that the the Chelsea midfield and go where yeah. I mean where does he fit in is is Kante looking um, I don't think it's a, a Conte buyer I think from what he said the I don't know who, who's the people buy is it still no he's gone that Michael Emenar I think he's gone but he's certainly yeah, yeah, bought he's by gone. someone else yeah, I really yeah. someone else bought like, them I don't think Conte wanted him no they bought, they bought Drinkwater for what thirty mil like oh, just, you know so you kind of and it's, it's, mm. you've got Angolo Conte and you've also got like. Fabregas, well, you got Fabregas. You know, yeah, like, yeah. Fabregas. I went to the, uh, the the Arsenal Chelsea game last week. And, you know, and Fabregas, he's, he's yeah. still a good player. I, I think it'd be interesting. The Champions League's always the the leveler when it starts to string the teams out and they work out who they're going to play in what games because those those games are so they matter so much. You know, they're such big. They're such a big deal. And obviously, 
you know, Spurs have got to face uh, that as well. Just the fact that your, your squad's going to get thin. Uh, talking, I suppose, I think that that's the pick of the, the the other games after the Liverpool City, Tottenham, Everton, because um, that'll be well. Sam Allardyce and, mm. and where, where we've been really poor this season is at Wembley when teams, you know, go back to Mourinho, part the bus. Yes, we we find it very difficult to break down teams. We've drawn at home with West Brom, Swansea, Burnley, West Ham. Everton are obviously Allardyce has got them defending, which they needed to do. Uh, so you'd imagine they'll play the same way. But then Everton on paper got great players yeah. who just haven't done it. They're bone hot and cold. Sigerson, who's obviously at Spurs and stuff. So I think I think it'll be a narrow win, two one. Yeah. I think it'll be tight. Yeah, it'll be hard for. Uh, uh, well, yeah. I, I, um, again, you know, you, you, I foolishly, well, not like foolishly, but naively. Posey's question when um, Tony Bellew came on the show uh, on, on Soccer PM I said like but you, you've spent a lot of money do you not do you not even think even you know, do you not think at the beginning of the season this is the season do you know what I mean mm. like 90 million quid before you know anyone had even blinked mm. he's like but we didn't replace Romelu Lukaku and that was, the, that was the big get, thing so, you know they've really you know they've, they've really struggled they've I mean, got this new play just bought this play this week haven't they Tojan from Turkish yeah, yeah, play yeah, yeah. yeah. Strong, so, 22 Turkish million so, yeah it'd be interesting I think I think for for them at Allardyce the, the the skill he's always had is don't get beat by the teams above you. Just don't mm. get something and beat the teams that you, that you should be beating. And yeah. he's always been able to stick to that formula. Even though you know, I mm. think he's I think he's a shrewd manager, and I think he's, he he has organised teams. But it's it's even more difficult this season because obviously getting any sort of points off the team above them and, and that's proved vital for him oh. climbing the table but a couple of a couple of results can yeah. change it because yeah. it's so tight down there I think yeah. um, we'll keep it on Spurs because we, we've got you here Mike and we've got you Lloyd uh, we were touching, <laughs> <laughs> speaking about it just before the, the the perhaps Lloyd would you say the greatest the greatest since in your lifetime yeah in my lifetime <laughs> I'll give you the greatest game <laughs> as a Grimsby Town fan I went to see was Grimsby Town versus Tottenham I think 25th of September September wow. 2005 I think it, really it was it really is on the brain isn't it yeah I think I think it might be the right day uh, it was Carling Cup third round you were the holders I think because you won it in 2004 maybe no Do we won it in 2008 Eight, we won it ah. before that. We won it in ninety nine. Oh right, yeah. No. Oh, actually, no. I'm thinking about when we beat Liverpool um, in the same. Yeah, no. Yeah, ignore me on that bit. But we we still mm. beat you, and that is true. Um, and you put out a decent, strong team. I mean, Paul Robinson, Lily King, Stel Terry, yeah. Robbie Keane, Jermaine mm. Defoe, Aaron Lennon, mm. and uh, we won. You were playing, Martin. Yeah, I made an appearance that you were, night. You, you, we, you dodged out of, out of the way of the ball because uh, you were in an offside <laughs> position. I was offside and ducked, and then the book well. Ball went in. I think yeah, Black and White Kit helped me that night. John Paul yeah. Cameron Makalala scored in the 88th minute our Congolese oh. international. Um, so I was that. up against Ledley King and Nuruddin Nabet. You know, this, Nabet. That's and right, Nabet yeah. kept Nabet. pinching. He just kept. He was like, really? going, "Oh, he goes." He was basically just saying to me, "He's like going, oh, I don't," because he must have been about 34. He was getting 35. on. He was brought in to help King. Yeah develop and he was like kind of marking me so he was going oh you just don't turn don't turn don't turn you have the ball you basically letting me have really? the ball to feet as long as I don't run him behind him <laughs> really? and, but Ledley King was and Ledley King wasn't really very mobile either then no. and I was playing up front again coming back to Reddy and the guy Reddy's just running behind him and he's to blowing but I mean <laughs> Ledley King Ledley King was reading me like a beano I was literally going up for a header and he just give me a little touch in the back and he'd back off he'd get it in his chest and he'd pass it out and i go I'm going to go and play that other guy. He looks, 
that old Moroccan and uh, went and played on Nabit and I was getting I was like he's letting yeah. me have a defeat I look brilliant here yeah. so I was just yeah. getting it and dishing it out but he was happy and it was great defending because he's like well he's not going to hurt me but if I'd have run him behind him I would so yeah. uh, but at the time I think your midfield was a particularly potent yeah Janice Carrick and Janice, Brown yeah. and Brown was yeah, a nasty was, yeah, yeah but, yeah. but Brian, he was a nasty yeah he's a nasty piece of work but the, yeah. the funny thing is that the cliche of doing it on a cold night in Grimsby was mm. certainly they yeah. did not want to be oh, there they did not want to be there <laughs> and the, like, the, the, chi- the Chinese fullback is it Lee T uh, who that was, was um, Pyong um, Lee, 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 Lee Pyong yeah. yeah when Lee was on his back and my yeah. manager said just pull on him and we'll just hang the ball up and I was like this isn't the football I've dreamed of playing when I was little <laughs> and I'm going to get like six foot three against some little Chinese left back yeah. who just heading balls and I'm going this is this is yeah. just this isn't right but, but at the like, same time it's our only chance to win how far did you go that season so you beat, uh, beat we got through to the next round we had Newcastle and we oh. lost 1-0 oh. and, and, and the beauty our manager just got totally carried away Russell Slater I don't, not that he'd ever listened to this but it was hilarious so he used to do this thing where he would go through it was really handy in League 2 you'd go through the opponents you're playing against so you'd go Martin um, your centre halves he's a left footed centre half you're playing, playing on like, the right hand side if you're playing something like Stockport yeah. or, mm. or Darlington really handy information mm. like he's slow but he's a good player strikes yeah. the ball well great dead ball close him down quick or he's quick so give him a wee bit of space or he'd give you all this information so we're playing Newcastle and he starts doing it for Newcastle and we're just going right Okay, and he's going through the team and he gets to Alan Shearer and he goes, right, Shearer's, uh, he's quick and he's strong. And this is like 2005. <laughs> the guy had been the best striker in Europe, <laughs> if not the world. For f- and we're going, Alan Shearer's strong, quick, and he's a good finisher. <laughs> and he's going, yeah, just k- try and keep him off his right foot because I'm like going, this is brilliant. We're going, we know wow. Alan Shearer is. Like, no irony. Was, was no, no, irony. no, no. And, he's go- and we're going, oh, okay, okay. And, and we're just like, this is ridiculous. So... Uh, we play and it was a proper battle and we get, we we stayed in it for it a while. Shearer went Shearer scores, they win one nil. We come right. in the change room after and we're like going well, we didn't disgrace ourselves mm. and and Russell comes in and goes, I knew it, I told you, don't let him shoot in his right foot as if it was <laughs> blaming the lads for Alan Shearer scoring against one of the, one of the greatest, One of the greatest Premier League strikers I, ever. And he's like going, I told you, that's not my that's not on me. That's one of you for not being able to mark him. And we're like going, right, cheers, Russ. Uh, it was a good night. It was certainly a good night. And then Michael Reddy probably went out on the town and doled yeah, out. Exactly. I would imagine it is with spurt with Newcastle yeah. probably yeah. went back up there and had night out. <laughs> um, Mike, have you uh, are you up to anything? outside the podcast at the minute no I'm I'm just I'm I'm, because I'm an agent I'm already already working on Edinburgh which is not till August I I run a venue up there so I'm already getting inundated with people wanting venues so and I've got uh, well no saying that I've got what I'm talking about I've got um, a client Ashley Blake doing a show so a theatre at the end of January uh, Barry from Watford I want to talk to you about it later doing a show at the 100 Club in February as well so quite a few shows coming up as well Great stuff. I know they can find out about that on your, your Twitter or uh, uh, on, uh, online. Yeah, um, somewhere. Somewhere. <laughs> well, 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 we'll try and direct Google you to that after. Yeah, and, and Lloyd, you've been a busy man. I see you've been uh, on tour. certainly added a few new yes. days. Yeah, yeah. So I did tour last year. It was great. So uh, if you came, thanks very much. Yep. Uh, and then we've put on uh, a few extra dates just for this year for venues we missed out. So uh, doing opening on the February the 8th in Hull at Fruit and then Swindon on the... Uh, 11th 
And then we're in Sarah Theatre in February for three nights. Lovely. And then finish in Birmingham at the Glee. So it's just an extra five-night, uh, six-night uh, run. But, yeah, tickets available. LloydGriffith.com. Tickets selling very quickly, so get in there as soon as possible. That is not spiel, surprisingly. Oh. Um, and then, Did, yeah, so... And Saturdays, are you still doing the... What's this AM, PM thing going on? Uh, so, the, yeah, it's just soccer AM, soccer PM, which is like a, a one-off. We might come back again. We're not entirely cool. sure. So yep. it's just soccer. I am every Saturday morning, ten o'clock to eleven thirty. What time all you get, I always want to know what time you I get in get there, there between prepping. seven and eight. Right. So the guys get in there about six, and I'll turn up about seven to eight. We'll start rehearsing at eight, and then Jimmy will turn Make up, up at five to ten. Right. Um, no, I'm joking. Jimmy, <laughs> Jimmy's there uh, there as well. And uh, yeah, I, I, I got into a bit of a regime there, so I get in there. I have my sausage bun with ketchup. I have my coffee with one sugar, um, and then uh, we just we just. Just get in rehearsed. Mm. We've got some good guests this week. We've got um, Sol Campbell's on the show, and so to Matt Ford. Plus yes, a live Matt performance Ford. from Ray. So yes, a nice, nice, nice fun packed show. Enjoying it. It's, it's good fun. But um, uh, more importantly, uh, come and see me on tour. Good stuff. Well, thanks very much, for that, Lloyd. Uh, if if you haven't checked out already, maybe go and have a look at the excellent app to uh, listen to the podcast on. Uh, uh, that can be through iTunes, I think it's on Android as well. So um, thanks very much for joining us. That was The Whistleblowers. This is a Playback Media production. To listen to all our football podcasts, visit playbackmedia.co.uk. The Whistleblowers is back for the season by Labrooks. If you're a large organisation involved in managing, purchasing or making decisions on software licences, you need Livingston. Livingston provides the technology and a large team of experts to help you understand what software is installed on your network, who is using it and whether you purchase the right number of software licences to legally use it. This information can help you make smart business decisions when it comes to renegotiating software licensing agreements with large software publishers like Microsoft, Oracle, IBM and others, and when budgeting for software spend. To reduce the cost and risk of managing your software licenses, speak to Livingston today about our managed services. Over 50 multinationals across the world trust Livingston to manage their software licenses. Visit livingston-tech.com for more information. What's your thoughts on Fulham? Chances are you don't think about them too much, but nice away day by the river, used to have a Michael Jackson statue, and once did quite well under Roy Hodgson. But that's probably about it, because chances are you're not a Fulham fan. However, if you do know someone that supports Fulham, maybe a mate or a colleague at work, please tell them about the Fulhamish podcast that I host every week looking at each Fulham game as it comes and goes, with a nice bit of quirkiness and humour along the way too. You can find Fulhamish at fulhamish.co.uk, and we're also available on all podcast platforms, including iTunes, Acast, and playbackmedia.co.uk. That's Fulhamish, your weekly independent Fulham FC podcast. Sports Social Podcast Network.